Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, one of the lead sports stories in New York State this past week, uh, as reported by the Journal News, focused on what Section 1 is planning to do about racial taunting and cultural insensitivity at athletic events involving uh, public schools in Westchester, Rockland, Dutchess, and Putnam counties. Now, this is big news, and not just for New York State, but it's hoped that that forward action by Section 1 Athletic Commission will, will take some real proactive measures to allow our, our student-athletes to compete in, in venues that are, well, quite frankly, safe from abhorrent racial slurs. Now, this, of course, all stems from those disturbing incidents at Pearl River High School and at Our Lady of Lords High School from this past spring and winter. As we've discussed on this show several times over the last few months, it just struck many observers as to why so little was being done to address this issue in terms of either disciplining the perpetrators or even more importantly, doing something of a I don't know, a direct nature to either educate the kids uh, in these school districts uh, and, and about race relations in this country. And in truth, there have been calls for Section 1 leadership, which, as I mentioned, oversees athletics for high schools in Westchester, Rockland, Dutchess, and Putnam counties, to have stepped forward and do something. And according to this report in the Journal News, Section 1 is about to announce some new guidelines, and some of these Actions include a call for any and all spectators who violate New York State's uh, Dignity for All Students Act, or DASA, to be removed from a sports venue, or if an act is really just pervasive, for all the spectators to be removed from the sporting event. And this happens, Section 1 itself would then fully investigate the incident and would also invite officials from all the other affected school districts to participate in that investigation. In addition, a proposed diversity, equity, and inclusion policy will require all school officials who are aware of any kind of harassment, bullying, or discrimination in connection to school sporting events to file reports and to begin prompt investigations, again, as required by the Dignity for All Students Act. Now, again, that act 
about, and it's known obviously particularly on the educational side, teachers are all aware of it, that law was passed in 2012, 10 years ago. And DASA has required public schools in New York to take steps to prevent bullying and to report incidents uh, to the state. But for some reason, not all the public schools in the state have applied DASA's requirements to include sporting events, which I find very, very curious. In addition, Section 1 officials are also considering uh, having an announcement read before all high school sporting events. Uh, A proposed draft would say in part, quote, fair play is all about respect for opponents, officials, teammates, coaches, and especially for the game itself. We ask you, the fans, to help us reach our objective by conducting yourselves in a respectful manner. Now, I don't think anyone has any issue with what this language is or what's being proposed here. But that being said, I'm also a bit curious as to why even stronger measures aren't being proposed in this statement uh, to really sort of, you know, warn uh, spectators that if they run afoul of, of good behavior at these games, there will be serious consequences. But in any event, I thought because of all this, it would be appropriate to go right to the source at Section 1 and joining me this morning to discuss all this is the current head of Section 1 Sports in New York State, Dr. Mark Biacco. Uh, Dr. Biacco also serves as the current superintendent of the Elmsford, New York School District. And Mark, thank you, first of all, getting up early on a Sunday morning to talk with us. Uh, and <laughs> I know you got little kids in the background. <laughs> Friends, we'll take calls, by the way, at 877-337-6666. Mark, um, Tell us about all this and, and why you Section 1, what's their thinking, what's the rationale in, in trying to at least push this forward at least a little bit? Well, first and foremost, good morning, Rick. Uh, thank you so much for bringing this, um, this very important matter to the forefront and, and helping create awareness around this. Um, the other thing is, yes, I, I am up very early with twin boys. Uh, they, they usually have me up before 6 a.m., so this is, <laughs> this is a great opportunity for me here. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take you a little through the, uh, the timeline. Um, you know, these, these incidents are, are somewhat becoming uh, more pervasive, which is something that's very, very concerning to this section. Yep. Uh, we we know that they have occurred. We know that they have occurred for many years, uh, and it is very unfortunate that we haven't had more of a, a proactive intervention. Uh, so when I took over this year as uh, president of Section 1, we really had the conversation going around DEI policy and exactly what it was going to bring to the forefront. Um, and, and looking at, as a section, where where were we in all of this? Uh, along comes the uh, the Lords situation. It was Our Lady of Lords versus Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a report of some racial taunting at one of the basketball games, um, and and not uh, too much later did we have another incident at Pearl River and Nyack. Uh, when we started to you know really dig into these matters and kind of understand what was going on, we realized how big of a problem it was. Um, because the section really didn't have any type of authority over what was going to happen. And I think that another layer of complexity in all of this, Rick, was that we we were never dealing with a circumstance where we had to penalize fans as a section before. Uh, so, you know, while New York State uh, Public High Schools Athletic Association had in place th- this uh, fair play policy, be loud, be proud, um, be positive, 
Um, it was something that we started to realize that this was becoming more of an issue in the fan base as well. And what were we going to do as a section to respond to it? Yeah, I, I, I think you've laid it out pretty, uh, several of the key issues here. Is one is um, just, first of all, I think we're all aware of the fact that, unfortunately, these incidents, this, these racial taunting incidents, uh, have become more and more pervasive. Uh, it doesn't seem that these are going away or that just a, a one-time situation. They are, unfortunately, growing uh, in, in number, not just around uh, New York State, but uh, there are reports out in California of very similar incidents happening at, at high school sporting events. So that's the first concern that, you know, okay, that is a problem. Number two, um, the, the Section 1, obviously, the reason why Section 1 even exists is to oversee high school sports and, and what have you. But as you just mentioned, apparently there's no, there's no um, machinery in place uh, perhaps there's no power in place uh, for Section 1 to come in and to intervene and say to a school district, look, this is totally contrary to what we believe in, and the, this is what we're going to actually mandate to the school district uh, to, to at least get, again, in, particularly in, in, in Pearl River and Our Lady of Lords to two different school districts. They, didn't, they made some pro forma apologies about what happened, but they really didn't take the next step in saying, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to actually add uh, more seminars, add educational uh, curriculum to educate our, our student-athletes about, about race relations in this country. Um, that was kind of troubling to a lot of observers saying, like, well, why didn't somebody do something? And the third thing is, of course, you know, when these, particularly with, uh, you know, with Pearl River, um, there was some real pushback at, at one of their board meetings by some of the parents in the community saying, this is not a big deal. It's just that you're overreacting to this. So Section 1 was watching all this. Um, how do you, I mean, do you feel that this is enough to just basically say, okay, we're going to, um, you know, try to outline, we'll put out an announcement at the, before each game that you have to behave and that kind of stuff? Is that enough of an action to try to correct these issues? No, that's certainly not enough. Um, one, one of the things that we wanted to do as, a, as an executive board was really look at what, number one, what the current uh, section rules were, what the policies that were in place, and what our authority was in terms of imposing any type of uh, penalty or uh, even, in, even in regards to an intervention. Uh, and we started to examine this further and really look at our policy in depth and our policy handled a lot of things like eligibility status, you know, in terms of um, how many years a student could play. Uh, it looked at things as granular as what type of um, equipment would be used, what type of balls would be used in a baseball game, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, so these, these were things that were very granular in some senses, but in others, uh, we looked at our policy, and our policy was just very broad and didn't give us much authority to uh, provide any type of supports or interventions. I must say, um, when, when we started to look at the uh, Pearl River situation, particularly with what was going on with the modified track meet, uh, that was the most recent incident, yep. uh, Pearl River and NIAC, from my understanding, have been coming together. There's a lot of conversation being done. Uh, I know that Pearl River is looking at an educational panel that's going to start looking at equity policies within the district. And there's a lot of conversation being generated. That being said, the trauma has already occurred. Uh, so the, the question becomes, how do we help 
Pearl River and NIAC deal with this situation? Um, and, and how do we get in there to also help communities unlearn some of these um, these these behaviors? Uh, so these were the things that we examined as a as a committee, and we started to look at how do we put a, a district uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, inclusivity policy in place so that all students, uh, regardless of what community they were coming from, knew that they had support from the section. We're talking this morning with Dr. Mark Biocco, who is the president of Section One Sports uh, in New York State, and and uh, we're also you know we're talking about you mentioned about the situation of Pearl River, and again I just want to be fair to the residents of Pearl River. This these incidents of racial taunting happen in that school district, uh, and there's video. There there are obviously eyewitnesses and so on and so forth. But these kind of incidents could happen pretty much anywhere. Uh, all over this country, and um, it just so happened to happen in Pearl River. But as you just mentioned, Mark, the, the incident with the with the uh, the spectators at the boys' varsity basketball game, um, you know, that happened in mid-February, as I recall, uh, where some of the spectators were making ape and monkey noises whenever a black basketball player from Nyack High School went to the free throw line. So that happened in mid-February. Now we're in the middle of June. There have been other incidents, as you just alluded to, uh, you know, with the middle school uh, track event uh, involving Pearl River athletes. Um, it just seems to have taken an awful long time to for these two school districts to come together. Um, I, I, it just, it just, I think people are sort of like, well, what's going on? Why is this taking so long? These are, these are students who obviously for whatever reason, um, are not, are not being culturally sensitive to the world around them. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, first and foremost, I think your point was very, very, uh, important to really stress upon everyone is that, you know, the incidents in Pearl river, um, does, should not in any way be reflective on a community. These incidents could happen anywhere. Uh, and really it becomes incumbent upon us as the adults to intervene and say, when things are happening, what exactly can we do as a body to help support this? Um, they, We know that the, the districts were having conversation. There was some um, question as to how they bring this together. Uh, we as a section have also facilitated uh, conversations between both districts. One of the things that we're really encouraging now is the use of a, a restorative uh, practice or a restorative circle mm -hmm. uh, where we bring teams together uh, and have conversations around this. I think the, the, the biggest complexity that is worthy of mentioning is that in some cases these could be fans, uh, in, in most cases I, of the most recent. Yeah. And that becomes really difficult for us, right? Yeah. Because what is our authority now for spectators? Uh, so those are some of the things that we as a section are considering and also helping the individual school districts to, to kind of grapple with. Yeah, I, I hear you on that, and I do want to address that issue because, you know, on one hand, is it fair to, in effect, quote-unquote, punish or chastise the athletes uh, who may have nothing to do with this? They were just too busy competing in the games, and there was actually spectators. The spectators who made these noises or these racial taunts may have been students. They may have been parents. Who knows who they are? But uh, it all sort of falls under the, the realm of, um, of Section 1, because it's a Section 1 athletic event. Anyhow, I have 
I have more questions. I have uh, there are obviously people who want to speak to you as well. Uh, my guest is uh, Dr. Mark Biacco, the president of Section 1. Let me take a time out, uh, and when we come back, we'll, we'll take some calls at 877-337-6666. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. Uh, we're talking this morning with Dr. Mark Biacco, who is the president of Section 1 Sports, which oversees high school sports in Westchester, Rockland, Dutchess, and Putnam counties. And we're talking about what can be done to basically erase, eliminate the, the racial taunting that unfortunately has been uh, really uh, marred uh, a number of high school and middle school events over the last few months. And uh, we'll take calls in a second at 877-337-6666. But Mark, I do want to ask you, you know, I, I think at the base of all this, and we talk about education, and obviously education is the key. We all accept that. But in the, in the, in the short term, why, why is there such reluctance, and again, this is a broad generalization, why is there such reluctance to, to discipline and to, and to punish those who don't seem to understand uh, you know, racial sensitivity and, and, and cultural sensitivity? I mean, what I mean is if, if something happens at a game, um, why can't uh, the, the athletic director, the host AD at that event or a coach or an official or referee just stop the game and say, you, you, this game is stopped until you leave the premises uh, and is escorted out. Um, or that, and that person is then basically banned uh, for the rest of, this, rest of the year from attending any more of those, those sporting events. I mean, I, I'll give you a rough analogy, Mark, and I realize this is very, very uh, rough. And that is like the other day, at the uh, at at Madison Square Garden, after the game and the fans were leaving, uh, there was a uh, an angry New York Rangers fan was upset, and uh, I guess he just heard something he didn't want to hear from a from a Tampa Bay Lightning fan who was walking a few feet behind him, and the Rangers fan spun around and and basically sucker punched the uh, the Tampa fan and knocked him out, uh, knocked him unconscious. Now, Madison Square yeah. Garden immediately arrested this guy, you know, with the cops. And they also said right away, this, this outrageous and this, this behavior would not be uh, tolerated and that they were going to ban this, uh, this perpetrator from ever attending a sporting event at MSG ever again. Can't, we use, can't Section 1 do that to, to, to the, you know, these bad, bad actors that uh, uh, go to high school games? Yes, absolutely. And, and these are some of the things that we were working on as a section is trying to communicate that out and, and help everybody understand that. It, you know, if a fight occurs in a, in a game, our um, game management staff at the various school districts, we represent 79 component districts mm -hmm. uh, within the area. And, and th those game management staffs are very responsive uh, to incidents such as what you were just explaining at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I think the, the, the harder part is um, understanding that this, this whole respect issue is a learned behavior, uh, where students are at, where fans are at, where some parents are at, even in the stands, uh, and creating those prevention mechanisms. But it's also more important, going back to your point, that we as a section – and I feel as president that it was important and incumbent upon us to really codify exactly what was going to be done when these incidents occurred. Okay. In other words, if a, if a violation of a, a Dignity for All Students Act, let's say a DASA a violation occurs at a game, what is the response when a fan does it? What is the response when an athlete does it? What is the response from 
the coach and the school staff? And then finally, what is the response from the section? Because I think your point is well noted. If, if we're waiting on the section to uh, issue some sort of response for this, number one, we don't have the authority in some cases to, to dig into the investigation process. And the second is, is that it's already been too late. This has to occur immediately. Correct. And Correct. This is, this is what occurred in the, the, the most recent NIAC situation where uh, the NIAC uh, track modified track team was at a venue, I believe in Suffern, right. um, and the, the track coach did not feel comfortable and actually removed all of the, the runners from the, um, from the event. So these are things that we want to codify as a section to say, here's what we need to do. If, if a fan base is getting out of control, shut the game down. Ask the fans to leave, and we can reconvene when, when there's a, uh, a safer environment here. So those are some of the things that we really want to communicate out to the field so that everybody understands what their responsibility is in dealing with something like that. Yeah, and I, I, to that point, I mean, the, the, I know the, there's still an, uh, it's a working draft, but the, the announcement at the start of the game to, you know, to, to spectators to behave themselves, I mean, I would just think common sense would say, and if you don't abide by these, these rules of good citizen behavior, uh, you have now been warned you will be escorted away from the event, uh, you'll be banned for the rest of the, for the school year. I mean, you've got to put some teeth into this because, unfortunately, we live in a society where people respond you know, to, to, to uh, real deterrence, and, and that's the kind of right. deterrent they might respond to. Look, we all know that uh, the parents in particular, and I'm not, you know, we know that there can be spectators who aren't parents, but they don't often abide because they don't, they don't abide by the rules because they don't see anybody getting punished. So I guess it's right. a free-for-all. Anyway, let's, let's get some calls uh, for Dr. Mark Bayako. Let's, uh, let's go to a Rhode Island this morning. Let's start with Joe from Rhode Island. Joe, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good, mo- good morning. Um, you've been over this topic so many times. The thing that's disappointing when I go to my um, nephew's games and their friends' games, and we're talking middle school and high school, yep. the, prob- the problem is this stuff is everybody has phones and everything. Too many parents are defending their kid. I've been in stands at basketball games, and it is deplorable that I have to go and sit elsewhere because these fans and even parents are chanting out stuff that's inappropriate. Where are the officials from the high school? I'm tired of saying, why doesn't the referee stop the game? Why doesn't the umpire stop the game? The referee and the umpire have enough problems trying to just enforce on the field, call balls and strikes, get harassed from coaches, mm-hmm. get harassed. You would not believe how many games, rec games and everything, have had one umpire. Games been canceled with no umpires. We're talking good money for a high school kid to make, a college kid to make. Won't step on the field because they're annoying coach, annoying parents. Where are these leagues that you're not coaching in this league anymore? Where's the director, the head of the athletic well, department? <laughs> Instead of chiming in, Joe, let me me, me stop you there because, yes, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about. And I I thank you for the call this morning because, yeah, as I pointed out a few minutes ago, this is not, you know, a a Pearl River issue or Our Lady of Lords issue. These things happen everywhere, including, obviously, as Joe said, in Rhode Island. Uh, It seems we've lost a sense, Mark, of civility. Uh, that, yeah. that, that, that sort of disappeared. And, you know, every high school has posters that say, you know, let the coaches coach and let the kids play. Mm-hmm. But nobody pays attention to that because, after all, that's my kid. And uh, uh, there, there's a sense that 
that the sense of civility has been has just been is, is no longer in effect. So it's a free for all. If I come to the game, I'm as a parent, as a spectator, as a kid. I guess I feel I'm entitled to say and do what I want to do, and that's just got to change. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, as a section, that's something that we're very proud of in terms of uh, taking a more proactive stance. You know, yep. the New York State uh, Public High School Athletics Association, uh, Dr. Robert Zayas, uh, had kind of alluded to that uh, in that article in terms of what we were doing as a section to be in front and center of all of this because the, the de-escalation techniques, the respect techniques, the teaching of respect and inclusion for di- differences – uh, as your caller had stated, you know, these things are really important that we're uh, teaching the problem-solving and relationship skills, not only for our officials, but also for our coaches and even in some cases our players uh, so that we can make better connections and hopefully create a more uh, inclusive environment for tolerance and acceptance. Let's uh, take a few more calls. Uh, let's go to uh, Jesse in the Bronx. Hey, Jesse, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. Uh, I was uh, listening in on uh, what the with Nyack and uh, Pearl River were those both racial incidents? Yes, yes. Uh, the the, the Nyack, the first incident in Nyack, uh, well, actually the Pearl River was Nyack uh, High School boys basketball game. Um, there is video of when a boy, when a, a black uh, basketball player from Nyack went to the free throw line throughout the game. Uh, the spectators, fans at Pearl River High School were making ape and monkey noises. Um, and it was only when, when black players went to the free throw line. Uh, there was, as, as, as Mark had just alluded to, there was another incident a few weeks ago at a, at a middle school track meet where apparently um, one of the uh, competitors from Pearl River used the N-word in referring, uh, in re- referring to uh, an athlete from Nyack. So these kind okay. of things, you know, this is what we're talking about. This is pretty, pretty horrible stuff. Well, I, I just want to know, like, because I'm 40 years old and I grew up in Long Island, uh, and we heard every sort of racial slur thrown at us from yep. the minority school. So is this going to go both ways where, like, if you go to a minority school and they're yelling all sorts of slurs at white kids, are you going to discipline them too, or is this just going one way? Yeah, I, No, obviously it's, we want to eradicate all of it. It's not acceptable either way uh, because after all— it seems like it's always one way and it's not the other way. Yeah, I can tell it, you right now, if you go to Mount Vernon and you go to, to Yonkers— it's a whole different ballgame. It just I, never gets publicized. Jesse, I, I'm, I agree with you. I mean, the fact is it does happen. It happens, uh, unfortunately, uh, on an everyday basis. What we're trying to accomplish here, and, and I think that uh, Section 1 should be applauded, uh, is to try to, to find a way to stop this, to eradicate it. Jesse, thank you for the call. Uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, let's go, uh, let's go to, uh, to Joe in New York City next. Joe, good morning. You're on the Sports Edge. Good morning. How are we doing today? Joe, I, I, um, excuse me, uh, uh, Pete Kennedy, who's running the board today, he tells me you're the athletic director at Nyack High School. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, my name is Joe. I'm actually in Robson County, not New York City. I don't know if that was me. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, but yes, a, yeah. I, I am the athletic director of Nyack High School, uh, obviously one of the schools that you're discussing today. And I, sure, I assume you know Mark Biocco. I do, yes. Okay, so we actually me- serve on a couple of committees. I'm also the second vice president of Section One, so oh, okay. Mark and I work closely together on a number of things. 
So what, what, what is your take from, from uh, your constituents at Nyack High School about what's happening? And uh, are you okay with what, the, the, what uh, Pearl River is trying to accomplish? I, I, what is the general sense you're getting? Are, are things happening quickly yeah. enough? So I, I appreciate you asking, and good morning, Mark, as well. Um, a couple of things. I just want to touch on your last caller's comment about, you know, is this going to be accepted from anybody? And as you said, absolutely not. One of the things that uh, we've been pushing, and it kind of came out of conversations with discussions with Dr. Robert Zayas and Todd Santa Barbara of Section 1, similar to language in um, handbooks regarding fighting with an automatic ejection that could be up to a year depending on the severity of it. Mm -hmm. I think if there was language at the local and state levels regarding racial taunts or racism, you know, that would be an effective way of handling this or addressing it moving forward. Mm-hmm. As far as are, are we moving quick enough with this, uh, obviously there's people in our community who will say no. Uh, there's people in our community who, who understand the work that maybe is going on behind the scenes and are appreciative of that and therefore maybe a little bit more patient. As far as Pearl Rivers, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to speak on their behalf, but from our perspective of what's been coming our way, it was a little delayed from the basketball situation to get into us. I know recently the two, there were actually two modified track meet incidents that happened within eight days of each other. Correct. Uh, I heard both that. Were sorry, at, yes. Right. Okay. At, both, at suffering, both, right. Both, right. Both were athlete to athlete. And I did miss the first five minutes of the show. So if I'm asking a question or repeating something that you already discussed, I apologize for that. Not at all. You're doing um, right. Those, those two incidents were handled quickly by Pro River. They were both obviously founded, um, and we've had conversations about plans to move forward with how we can bring both communities together. Uh, you know, I have my own opinions on that, and, and Pro River and I will get together and probably finalize that. But from our point of view as a district in Nyack, we want to make sure that we are not continuously putting our student-athletes in harm. And that's what's sending our athletes to an environment that has racism and hatred there. That's how we, what we feel we are potentially doing. So Joe, we are made a requ- we've made a request to Section 1 yeah. um, that, we, that we're looking for some type of sanction to Pearl River, and we actually have requested not to play them for the 22-23 school year with all contests on Pearl River's end resulting in a forfeit. Joe, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask Mark the same thing. Uh, And I think we all feel the same way that, thank goodness, Section 1 is doing something, moving forward to to address these issues because obviously – we're looking at this as outsiders, and we're thinking, what is going on? Nobody, these school districts aren't seeming, they just they made some, some basic uh, apologies, and that's about it, but they're not really doing anything that's proactive. In a situation like Nyack having these issues with Pearl River, as you've suggested, you know, doesn't Nyack have the right to say, you know what, we don't think we're being treated well when our kids go to compete over there, so we're just not going to play Pearl River anymore in sports for next year. Uh, Mark, and not to put you on the spot, is that something that could happen? Well, those are things that are definitely in conversation. Uh, as Joe had alluded, good morning, Joe. We we have been discussing those both at the executive committee level. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also an athletic council level, and I, I think it's important for everybody to understand that uh, we have a very multi-stakeholder approach. We're all volunteers in all of this, uh, and it's really trying to improve upon it. So if we have something that is rising to a higher standard than what the New York State Public High School Athletic Association is dealing with, then that would go to the the standards committee as well. 
and that standards committee would review what would be the implications of, let's say, a NIAC uh, not playing a Pearl River, and if there were any sanctions that were put in place, what would be the uh, ramifications of that as well. So those are things that are being done in committee as we speak. Okay, because I, uh, you know, I do think that's something that has to be seriously considered because right now, it, you know, if, if I'm a, a parent or a coach in NIAC, I'm thinking, Pearl River, man, we, we don't want to go there again. These guys pretty much do what they want and say what they want, and they don't seem to pay any price for it. That's, and again, I understand that that's a broad uh, sweeping approach, but somebody has to be held accountable here, and, and that's the concern. Hey, Joe, th- thank you so much for checking in this morning. I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, and Mark, can you stay on a few more minutes? Sure, absolutely. All right, let me take a time out here. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll continue this, uh, this, this conversation with Dr. Mark Biocco, head of Section 1. We'll take your calls, of course, at 877-337-6666. And prevention starts before the incident occurs. Uh, so we have to work as a section to make sure that we're establishing these environments of trust, to make sure that we're teaching respect and, and inclusion for all differences, uh, making sure that we're developing those appropriate boundaries and, and those positive relationships, and more importantly, that we're a role model in how we deal with the, the treating of all students and colleagues respectfully. So these are the things that I, I'm hoping really come to the forefront as we're moving through this policy initiative. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, looking at, obviously, education of the student-athletes, which, of course, is absolutely essential, and that's the bedrock. And also putting some teeth into the fact of enforcing this to say, look, if you are going to cross that line and do something that is not acceptable in society today, you will pay the price. You will be ejected uh, from the, the sporting event and maybe you'll be banned for the rest of the year as well. We've got to get to the point where, to the point where, unfortunately, we need some deterrent activities to really get the word out and to put some real teeth into it. Dr. Mark Biocco, I can't thank you enough for coming on this morning to share these important thoughts with our listeners. As you can tell, a lot of people have, uh, are concerned about this. And Mark, I thank you again for, for, for doing such a great job this morning and discussing this. Greg, thank you so much. It's been an honor and privilege to be on this morning, and I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you, I'm sure, down the road. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Pete Kennedy. Mark Malusis, the Moose is up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 